Welcome to the Combat Chat Podcast. This is an Aussie based show covering everything to do with Muay Thai, submission grappling, MMA boxing, and weird news the fight world has to offer each week. Now it's time to combat sports and chill with your boys, Shane, Trent, and Hugh. Oh, hey, yo, what's up? What's happening? Yeah, you know, it's just the same old. Groundhog days always, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Getting through little, it all. A little dreary this weekend, actually. It was cracker, it was cracker during the week, though. It was, it like, was beautiful during the week. Wow. Spring. You know. ah. Yeah. yeah it, just in time for the weekend, yeah, we get it. just... <laughs> right, that's the way of the world at the moment. I don't have plans anyway, other than watching Rebellion tomorrow. Correct. So, if you listen to it, yeah, so if it was on Sunday. If I didn't release it on Sunday, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good. Yeah, man. It's all good. But like, um, hey, look, uh, I don't think we'll let our guest waiting because I don't, I don't think he's ready to rip, let rip. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's been on the podcast before on episode 159. He's like, you know, <clears throat> he's the leader of NTG Gym in Queensland. You know him, you love him. Nugget McNaught. How are you today, sir? Good, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Awesome. Um, so, like, yeah, look, um, what we want to, what we want to talk about today, I'd like to start off with, it's like, you know, everyone remembers, like, you know, back in the day, your team, I had strong teams, like, it inspired a lot of, like, Muay Thai fighters to be Muay Thai fighters to get into the sport from there. But now, like, you know, you're going into that new generation of your gym. Um, do you want to talk about, like, you know, who you got in your stable so far and, like, you know, and all the exciting prospects that you got coming through? Yeah, down the gym, we've, we've got Kane Singleton, uh, super, super good prospect. We've got uh, young Isaiah, 12 years old. Uh, another young boy, Max V. And yeah, we've got, got we're, we're collecting a few young blokes. We, we actually had Rocky come in and yeah. join the team. And we've also got the Taffer gang down here, Junior Taffer and Justin Taffer. And yeah, we've got Ricky to sit on the boxing side with uh, my boxing trainer, Steve Wajenko. We, we have Ricky De Silva, who's like, knocking everybody out and like yeah like he's everyone's everyone's hearing his name in the boxing world uh and also we have alex leopai the great legend of the island the community in queensland like like with here with his two sons who one his son is about i think he's 130 kilos 120 kilos 15 years old and loves boxing and and just got picked by the roosters so yeah and he's got another son younger boy uh ej who's really talented young kid as well Mm. probably um a a couple of things to touch on there but i know what a lot of people will be hoping to to learn a little bit about is of course rocky one of the most established names that that's come through an interesting one because i know what i can see happening as you mentioned with your team is a lot of the young blokes are kind of picking up from scratch Rocky, of course, quite an established, very yeah, talented yeah. fighter when he came through. So what's that kind of been like? How did it come together? Um, how did you find, you know, taking him under your wing has been? Look, a lot of people wouldn't realise Rocky and Ricky De Silva live together. And oh, they're, okay. they're best mates. So I think Ricky coming home from training constantly, saying how great the gym is. And then Rocky, obviously, just just wanting to go his own way. And, and, and test his own, what he wanted to do. And he, he contacted me, reached out a bit, and I said, yeah, come in and have a look at the gym. Hmm. Yeah, of course, um, contracted to um, one championship, has had a couple fights there. Do you have plans to get uh, Rocky back on one? Is Rocky changing look, his focus maybe towards I, MMA? I'm, 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 nor am I a fan or I'm not a fan of 1FC or whatever they're doing or whatever, you know, like, with contracts and all that, I don't really get into. I, I ran the biggest shows in Australia, mm. and I didn't have anyone on contract. I had them on my hand as a shake. So, yeah. so when you're making a hundred grand, a million bucks, yeah, you can have contracts. But when you're not getting paid that sort of money, you should be able to give your word and say, "Yeah, I'm going to have you." So yeah. As as far as that goes, man, we'd love to see him on one FC. I think I think the Singaporeans would love to see him. Since he's been at the gym, so many Singaporeans have written to me and asked, oh, when are you coming to Singapore, blah, blah, blah. So, And even, even my own mates that, that run the national team in Singapore say, oh, I can't wait to get you over, bring Rocky for the grappling and the sparring and everything. 
Okay, so so plans um, Singapore Singapore based plans, whether it's one or not, with one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look. I've got a really good relationship with the guys in Thai boxing in Singapore, and so like, for me, Singapore's like a second home. Mm-hmm. Probably more than Thailand to me now. So yeah, nice. So with someone like Rocky, when you get him in, like um, until you get to such point, like you know. Uh, like all getting back on one, it might be the travel. Yeah. But as like inside Australia here, um, what are you what are you looking for for Rocky? I know he's been before, for, but for Rocky, for Rocky, hey, my best mates got the best promotion in Queensland. Eruption called the Macaulay, and also the the one of my business partners with the gym. So like, obviously, we're going to pump him on Eruption, and I'm sure size definitely a Rocky fan, like. 100% Muay Thai, he'll definitely want to see Rocky on his shows and also Mark the Hammer. Yeah. So, so I'd say that's we, we stick on the East Coast these days where the sun's brighter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you know, yourself- what they, you know what they say, Hugh? Hated in the West for being the best. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, uh, uh, opponents for Rocky? Does he or yourself kind of have anyone in, in mind? domestically that that he's looking to fight domestically look i have to say this and like i've trained a lot of fighters daddy cool soren Mm. all those guys rocky's just something else like like he really he really is like a little tie in a white body like and when he when he trains like he really trains like i've said before that toby smith trained very good on the pad like was very aggressive and like really really endured like really went for it on the pads and I, I put rocky even higher than that because just not not because he's new at the gym just because he's actually like really focused on his training and he really wants yeah. to be the best and i think i think it's guys like soren guys like daddy cool guys like toby and that that inspired these young guys rocky's just at that same as ben mahoney yeah they're at that age where they saw the Evo years, and man, it, it made them. Whereas these new age fighters, I don't think half of them, they all want to be fighters and hold the trophy up or the belt at the end of the fight. But man, when it comes to training, you, they don't want to train hard. That's that's half the problem with these guys. And they don't yeah, understand but- outside of Australia, there's guys training hard. like yeah. Training like there's nothing else. But Rocky's got it. Oh, Rocky's definitely got man. He's a, t- a talented dude, and his his missus is John Wayne's daughter. So mm. he he only knows one thing: training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he's very focused. And like think most girlfriends don't understand the sport, but Jazzy understands. To get the best, he's got to be at the gym. He's got to train, and she 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 supports him a hundred percent. Strong environment. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of what's it like for, uh, like, you know, what does it mean for your young guys to have someone, I mean, like, you know, Rocky's pretty young too, but the guy's yeah. even younger than Rocky. Rocky Rocky's, a, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying, You Rocky's a young fighter, but he's actually old in the fight. Like, he's been around for a while. He's experienced. Yeah. yeah, he's done his time. But, he's, hey, he's great to have in the gym. He's always helpful. Like, a lot of the boys, like, it, it even helps me because I can have one boy on the pads and I can, if I know someone's lazy on the bag, I can say, hey, play fight with Rocky. Like, yeah. it keeps them busy. It's, you know, and it, moving around with him for five minutes is better than sitting on the bag being a lazy cunt. You know what I mean? Sorry, <laughs> sorry for the language. Swear <laughs> words perfectly okay yeah, around yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. And so you mentioned as well, of course, um, the Tafa gang. Um, yeah. You got the, the Tafas in there. Of, of course, um, Justin's already in the UFC. Justin's already in UFC. War Junior's going to go to the to the contender series. What's it like, uh, you know, having MMA at that level now in Man, the world? Man, oh, Hugh, I think we all know. I, I had a little tinker in 2015 when I went to Brazil and trained the Nagueras and that, trained with them. Uh, uh, like, from that point, I, I started to respect it a bit. I saw those guys, the way they wrestled and the, the things they did. And I met, I actually met a Russian called Katag who actually won, I think, a silver medal or, or bronze medal in, the, I don't know, 2014 or something, Olympics or 2012. I don't, I don't know what year it was. But he was real. Like, like I saw a different side of fighting. And just, yeah. just, just the, not just, not just the wrestling, but like 
just their mindset of not like they'll die. Those dudes, like the, those MMA fighters, are tough dudes. Yeah. So. So so when you're kind of um working with these guys that are moving towards MMA, you know, how does the way that you work with them sort of differ on, look, on the strike? We're still at the baby. We're still at the baby steps of MMA at the gym, but having Justin Taffer and having Gerard. Gerard Taffer is the oldest Taffer, and we call yep. him the coach, big coach. We call him right, and and having him here helping me is really good. We're slow. We I wouldn't say we've got the training scheduled down yet, but but in time I think we're going to provide the MMA world with some monsters. And do you? And I'm, I'm going to throw a little tip out there. Let's go. Because Rocky will be one of those monsters. Yeah, he said to me that he wants to fight in the UFC and he wants to be a UFC world champion. And I believe after all the fighters I've trained in my life and guys I've seen and and like, hey, I've gone to a lot of countries. I've seen a lot of real fighters. I think Rocky really does have what it takes. A lot of people might know this. Rocky went to a BJJ tournament at the Gold Coast once just to watch. Just I, I think I think John Wayne's son was fighting on there or something, and it was like the national the, the nationals or the state I think state titles or something, and there was five or six dudes apparently there six seven dudes wasn't enough not wasn't the numbers for the rest and they said is anyone in the crowd want to have a go and he mucked around with the the Brazilian dude they have at Bunchu, and he thought oh I'll jump in and have a go oh oh, oh yeah. Rocky's the Queensland Jiu Jitsu champ for his weight. <laughs> He beat everybody. So, what do you put that down to? Just his mind, or look, he he's very skillful in the stand-up grapple as a Thai boxer, and yeah. I think that I think he gelled with the Brazilian guy. I don't know him myself personally, but I think he gelled with that guy and worked really well. And Rocky's also got another friend called Reese who fights on one as well. Yeah, and and Reese has done a lot of stuff with Rocky privately, like training and that. They they exchange, you know. Rocky teaches him a little bit of Muay Thai. Reese teaches Rocky a little bit of uh, jiu-jitsu and ground stuff. And whatever Reese has showed him, it, it worked. Yeah, Reese is good. You've got Reese coming in sometimes as well. Yeah, right? we, we do have we yeah. do have Reese coming in as well. So I don't want to I don't want to let too many too many <laughs> secrets out. But let, I'm just going to say this: I don't talk it up ever. And everything I've ever said, I've done. I said I'd be a famous. Uh, I'm not going to say famous fighter, but I said to my mum, I'm going to be a fighter. I was a fighter. I said to my mum I was going to be a famous trainer. I'll become a famous trainer. I said to her I was going to become the biggest promoter in Australia. I reckon I did that at one stage of my life. And now I'm telling you, my gym and myself will be known in that MMA world. Um, uh, we're coming. Yeah, yeah they're here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nugget, like, um, it seems like, for the, especially for MMA, it's like just building the right team. And you seem to be really good at that, like picking the right people. In the area. So, like, you know, like, how did all this come about, like, this connection? Was it just made over the year, or did you source out the people a bit more? Nah, my, look, Junior Taffer and Justin Taffer and that, they walked in, like, they they did a lot of sparring at Paul Demacoli's old gym. Yeah. Uh, that, that Hitman gym with Anthony Valor, they did a lot of sparring there and that. So they made a relationship with Paul Demacoli, and then when we opened this gym, we invited them down for a talk and sit, and if they wanted to use the facilities, and then they just liked it here. And I think they see, look, everybody knows you can say what you want about me or do what you want, but any fighter I've ever trained, I'm not about the money. If you make money, I'm happy. If you give me a bit of money, I'm happy. If you don't give me any money, I'm still happy. As long as I'm in the fight sport and I'm, I'm doing what I love, I don't care. At the end of the day, I, I, watched, a, I watched a TV show. Paul Demacoli put me onto a show called Mr. Inbetweeners or something. And the old boxing coach says to the, the hitman guy in there, mate, I mightn't be rich with money, but I'm rich in life because I'm in a gym every day and I'm, I'm doing what I love. Man, I feel that every, every day I, I'm in my gym, I'm smiling. I got a little coffee shop at the gym. I got coffee. I walk down the stairs in the morning. I got a coffee waiting for me, man. You can't, you can't beat that. It's a good way to live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, awesome facilities. Remember going down there for yeah. an eruption. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Something, something for me to aspire to, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, 
uh, talking about tough and Junior getting uh, like uh, his shot on uh, Dana White's contender series. That's official. Yeah. Now. Um, yeah, look. How did that, that come about? Because like, what's like he doesn't really have much MMA experience that I know of. So. He doesn't. Well, all right. What people are, and I'm going to point it out because there'd be a few haters out there. Ah, oh, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Junior, Junior is a special guy. When you meet Junior, I, I met Junior when he was younger. Attitude a lot heavier. I don't know, hundred and whatever kilos. He he's really evolved in the person that he's become. And once you meet him, you can't help but like him. He's so charismatic and he's so he's so in your face. Like, he don't let you not like him. And if you don't like him, he doesn't really care. He's, he's got this magic about him that, that a lot of guys lack. So, first of all, he's promotable. Yeah. And second, second of all, man, he's skillful. And what a lot of people forget is... He's done a lot of training camps with Mark Hunt. Yeah. Like a lot at Tiger. When he was at Tiger, he met Glenn. Uh, uh, I don't know the guy's nationality, but he's got a big mullet and he's a muscly yeah. guy. Man, that cunt can wrestle like the demon. And, and, and like, boy, Russians, Russians stand clear of that guy. That's how good he is at wrestling. Yeah. So Junior spent a lot of time with him and Mark Hunt in these camps. And he got quite, he got quite, agile on the ground i actually mm. say he's like an eel for a big guy on the ground like he really he really can get out of stuff he's quite he's quite smart you know what i mean so yeah and with Ju justin's a very people don't see this either because justin likes to stand and trade and give the give the fans the fight they want like the yeah. punches and the islander style big big bombs but justin actually can wrestle too yeah. You know what I mean? He actually, he's actually got wrestling skills. So uh, I think Junior getting in the UFC, yes, he hasn't had any MMA fights, but I think they see what we all see, that he's yeah. marketable and he, he's got, there's just something about him. He's got that X factor. And it's not just, man, you, you can ask a uh, Andrew Parnham and his heavyweight guy. Man, that guy on paper, man, he had all the, the credentials. He had everything. I, I, even I thought to myself, oh, this could be a bit dangerous in the grapple, this and that. It never got to the grapple because Junior's got that. And when he hit, when he hits you with it, with with 10 ounce gloves on, you go down. Imagine yeah. him hitting you with it with with small gloves, man. He'll he'll I think he'll end some lives in UFC. <laughs> yeah, he's got the touch of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, de he's definitely got the touch of something. <laughs> so uh, I'm always interested, you know, as, as you know, combat sports kind of the, the fandom kind of changes, a little bit more mainstream attention. You've got, you know, a large scale facility, um, world-class facility. The place is unreal if people haven't seen it. And you are kind of moving a little bit more towards that MMA team. You've got, yeah. you know, this growing team of professionals. But of course, like, quite rooted in, in Muay Thai. A lot of your young guys are doing Muay Thai. Do you foresee a full-scale move over where kind of everyone's doing MMA or do you think you'll be operating a facility nah, where some guys to, are Muay Thai, some to, guys yep, are MMA? To, I'll definitely never say that I won't train just Muay Thai fighters mm -hmm. because I see, I see some of the things in Kane that, that he lacks now, footwork and stuff like that, that it, it's it's a slower progress for him. Mm. Whereas now I've got young Isaiah, who's 12 years old. I want Isaiah to have 50 Muay Thai fights before yeah. he even thinks about having a wrestling fight. And I don't think it's good. Like, like oh, hey, I'm not, I don't know much about the MMA scene. I'm not, man, my only connection to MMA is my, my mate's Adrian Payne. And I, I yeah. hung out with him and I trained with him a lot before I went to Thailand for those seven years, seven and a half years. So my, my thing is, I don't want to come across bad, but like I wouldn't want to see little kid wrestling and, and ground and pounding and all that. Yeah. I love the jujitsu. I love the wrestling and all that, but I, I don't, I want to see Isaiah learn stand up properly as a Thai boxer. And then when he's older and when he, you know, whether he gets bored with Thai boxing or whether he wants to go the same route as Rocky and let's say Kane, <laughs> another one going to MMA. Uh, let, let's say, let's say he wants to go down that that route. The 
the vessel's there ready to sail if he needs it. Yeah. Well, I guess if you look at like a lot of the UFC fighters, like the top guys, um, most of them have specialized in something and they built their yeah. around it. It's like, there's, no, there's no kind of what they call an MMA native much anymore where they trained everything from the start. Look, I, I look at it like this. Ricky De Silva, Ricky De Silva's a boxer. Came from Thai boxing, broke his leg, which forced him to go into boxing a little bit more, you know, like, because he couldn't, once it healed, he, he didn't feel confident to fight straight away. So obviously he goes to boxing. When yeah. he came here, he came as a boxer, not a Thai boxer. Now, he man, he punches like a fucking freight. Like, he's a big dude, man. When he hits, he hits so heavy and with such force. Now, I see when he does injure his hand, if we've got MMA, you can jump in and wrestle for yeah. two weeks. You can, like, the strength and the, the, the fitness of these guys that wrestle. And I'm not, I'm not saying BJ, sorry, BJJ and, like, slow you know with the geese I'm, I'm talking full physical wrestling yeah. picking up getting slammed on the ground and getting back up on your feet man that fuck that's hard work yeah so as a fighter i think if we have that in our system that people can have a break from say they're striking and go to that man it's only going to make you a more rounded fighter and even in your even if he ne if Ricky De Silva was to never have a wrestling fight in his life or, or never have an MMA fight in his life, when another guy is punching on with him and they get to that exhausted stage in the boxing when they're leaning on each other, you can't tell me the guy that's wrestled for two or three weeks in his training camp isn't going to be stronger than the guy that didn't. Yeah, and that's something interesting, right? So do you kind of feel with your your kind of experience? I'll tell you the funny one. I'll tell you the yeah. funny one. Rewind the clock. And I don't want to sound like an old cunt all the time, but hey, rewind the clock back to 1998, 1999. I had a gym in the backyard of a house that I owned. And a boxer, I don't know whether you guys will know the name, but in Queensland, full respected boxer fought for a world title the works ricky thornsbury noel thornsbury was his brother his trainer and their father was a famous fighter as well before he had an injury ricky thornsbury and noel thornsbury fronted up at my gym and said they, they, were, they were friends with brian murphy at the time he brought him in and said you know what We've got, this guy ties his opponent up in in the thing and you know like makes them tired he goes I want my brother to grapple you guys twice a week. Man, that dude came and grappled twice a week. And he said it was like, like, and this was a tough boxer, like old school boxer. And he said, fuck, man, that was hard work every week. He hated it, but he did it. I think he won the fight, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Back and, then and they that, were thinking it. Yeah, that ties kind of into what I was, uh, I wanted to ask you, because I've uh, kind of read some opinions of the way that, boxing has lost its clinch element like people yeah. used to know how clinch is a big part of boxing oh, yeah people... uh, look when when and here's here's one to point out when brian murphy first made the move to boxing and, and and he used to fight for money man you can't he would take a fight on a day's notice and and punch on with anyone that's where he he mastered the art of tying them up yeah tying their arms up and the first few fights he couldn't he, he was struggling with it but when, because he couldn't get punches off on, and he made it a bit of a bit of his own style to tie people up. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather also quite a good example of someone who yeah. really knew how to use the clinch in boxing. Um, I, I suppose, do you feel like coming from your experience in Muay Thai and now broadening out to work with MMA fighters, to work with boxers as well, do you think there's more crossover value between the sports? Than we sometimes realize like there's lessons Look, to learn from different if, if i sports. speak if i speak honestly this gonna people are gonna hate this i fucking hate watching mma guys trying to hit the pads sometimes it just looks disgusting their technique i don't know whether it's the guys holding pads that they choose to be their pad holders whether it's that or whether it's just the lack of knowledge that they have when it comes to the striking but there's some good ones and there's some bad ones you know what i mean I think because MMA has such a rounded thing of like, mm. so, you know, like they respect Taekwondo. Like you say to a normal Thai boxing person, oh, Taekwondo, he's going to say, oh, fucking Taekwondo, weak, 
But man, you have to respect their kicking style and the, yeah. the way they move and their speed and everything. So I think MMA has a more open understanding yeah. to all martial arts. And I think that when even Hammer used to say, you know, we're martial artists first. And we, we all started in different martial arts. So we should never forget, forget our martial yeah. arts journey, you know. So I think as I've got older, maybe I respect more in, in different styles than that. But, but I'm still a purist when it comes to pad work and kneeing and elbow and that. Like some, sometimes you just see the guy and think, man, that just looks like a rape victim. <laughs> mm. When you're doing your pad work, like for, for MMA, um, make little, any little adjustments to how, how you train them, or is this yeah, like, I, like you know, you know that I don't really know, I don't really know the terminologies in that yet. Like I'm still learning, but you know, when you tap their leg and they'll sprawl out, you know, yeah. like that, different stuff like that. You can add that stuff in. I think that stuff helps. But knowing knowing that when you get an MMA guy to throw a body kick there's a good chance it's going to get caught and he's going to get like, he could get ended from it. So I yeah. think knowing, knowing the, I don't know, the strategies of fighting and that, like, you know, they, hey, they brought out that calf kick. And they said, Oh, the calf kick, the calf kick, mm. man, how long did that last until people started breaking their <laughs> legs? Ask a their legs and half, they would yeah. have said, I'm not fucking kicking him there. I'm going to break <laughs> my shin. So, so it's, it's one of those things. I think, it's fighting in general is always a work in progress. Mm. I mean, I, I'm interested as well to Connie, like, I think it's, I mean, MMA being such a young sport, we see big changes. Like the calf kicks a good example. Everyone decided for a minute that the calf kick was revolutionary. Was a wonderful the game. Yeah. It was, it was unstoppable. This calf Ask Conor McGregor then. if it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, for real. But I, I think like, it's also interesting to see sometimes I feel the way that MMA being so young, there are still elements of the, the core martial arts involved that the, the, that sport has only really scratched the surface. Man, uh, hey, Hugh, I, I, I agree with you 1 million percent. At the moment, it's like they go through little fads, like it'll yeah. be a certain style or a certain way of thing. But look at Israel Alasanya. Mm. Man, he, he started off kickboxing and tie boxing. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so to say, you can't tell me he had done much wrestling training before he, he changed. Uh, he would have oh, learning on the job, I reckon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's the best place to learn in the gym yeah. or on the night. And that's what I'm interested to get your take on as someone who has that rich experience in Muay Thai. I, I feel as someone, as just, an, again, I don't know much about MMA, I don't pretend to, but as an outside observer, I've never really felt like the base striking style was kind of like anything that resembles pure Muay Thai. I think they, being American-centric, they quite like a, an almost karate style. Yeah, if you look at the history of fighting, there's no famous American Muay Thai fighters. Yeah. There's a few running around now. Yeah. Like one or two running around that are all right. But in the day, the Sugarfoot Cunningham would have been the out, and he fought Sakat Panichi, uh, Petyindi or whatever it is, mm. a few times. But man, other than that, what what could what can you what can you really? They were more of a kickboxing nation. Yeah. So for when I hear, hey, I'm not bagging Joe Rogan, I'm not bagging any of the commentators that, but when I hear some of them say, oh, beautiful, this, and you wouldn't even know what a beautiful elbow looks like. <laughs> you, yeah. you have a, you, you, your, your judgment is, you, you sort of, hey, just because you've got a million followers on Instagram doesn't make you an expert at throwing an elbow. Yeah. And, and do you feel mm. that, you know, maybe that's the difference maker that you can bring into MMA is that, that, real Muay Thai, but with an open-mindedness to apply it to MMA. Is that something you feel like you're going to yeah. do differently? Def definitely. If Rocky made the move to MMA, I think that they will see at a light weight. Because you've got to mm. remember, heavyweights in any sport swing massive punches. It's about the punches. Anyone Pump that says heavyweights ain't about punching, you know, oh, one punch can change the fight. Yeah, in heavyweight it can for sure. Yeah. In, in, in the lighter weights, it's about skill and, yeah. and what you show and the, the display of techniques you've got. I, I think Rocky has got a really good chance of, of 
like if he got picked up by UFC or you know, I don't even I don't even know the the things. Or Japan, Risen, whatever it's called, different places yeah. that they have good fights. If Rocky got picked up in one of those series, man, they're gonna see proper Muay Thai. Yes, he'll wrestle and that on the ground, but standing up, man, that little guy elbows like fucking lightning. Yeah, he, his elbows are crazy, and, it's, and he also like has good experience like fighting in the little gloves as well already. Yeah, yeah, because he's been on one. Like he's not scared of the little gloves. He like like he likes it. Hmm. Yeah, we've actually got one. we've actually got punish making us some new gloves for for I've, I've ordered like about 16 pairs for for the team so we can spar in those gloves with small gloves on okay so so like punish. yeah I'm, I'm actually i'm making moves we'll, we'll remember this podcast <laughs> this, is, this is the turning point yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome hey I, I still I, I still love muay thai i'll always love muay thai you know what i mean and i always love thailand my daughter's thai like what well, how am I not going to love Thailand? But at 50 years old, man, I've done Thai boxing for 30 years. I want to try something new. And that yeah. that does kind of tie in something I'm interested to get your take on. Because we spoke um, in, you know, the last time we did a podcast, you know, you were, we touched on like a bit of a disillusionment with the state of Muay Thai. The shows aren't as big as they used to be. It's not moving the way it used to move. And, and I guess my question for you, now that you're really on with doing MMA, do you feel like Muay Thai and MMA can kind of survive alongside each other? Or do you see this getting to a place where MMA kind of just eats Muay Thai and it's kind of just the Uh, one combat sport? There'll always be room for uh, Muay Thai. There's always going to be room for boxing. There's always going to be room for for MMA. There's all like combat sports run. It's not like, you know, NRL and like rugby league and Aussie rules are two totally different sports. Yeah. But but MMA has boxing. It has Muay Thai. It has wrestling. Muay Thai has boxing. It has kicking, like kickboxing. Like, they're more interwound. It's yeah. more, and I think the people in each sport all know each other. Because mm. because martial arts isn't that big of a thing in Australia. Like, not that it's not big, but it's, it's a small community. We all know each other. You know, these guys from the Kung Fu world, you know, these guys from, from, from the wrestling world, you know, these guys, you know what I mean? Like it's a small, anyone that's anyone in the sport knows, oh yeah, that's such and such or, or they'll, their friend will know someone. Yeah. So I think, I think it integrates easier. I've got a guy I'm going I'm to bring up because I should have said at the beginning, I've got a young bloke here, Dim Skillies. Man, that cunt, holy shit. He, 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 man, one of the toughest dudes I've met and one of the most, when he comes in, man, you think he's out of a Cheech and Tom movie. He's like, hey, he's just so cool and so relaxed and so such a lovely person. Man, that guy, he'll take a boxing fight. Two weeks later, he'll fight on Eternal MMA. A week, hey, he's always chasing us. All he wants to do is have a Muay Thai fight. Now, all he wants to do is fight Muay Thai. And we've said to him we'll get him one eventually, but he's just so busy. Everyone books him. And, man, he, he fights anyone. So, like, seeming that, like, we're going to this, like, uh, MMA arena now, do you yourself and Paul Dan Coley might see an opportunity for a promotion? MMA is oh, look, I don't, want, I don't want to say too much, but... There's been talks about it. There's there's definitely talks. People forget Paul Demacoli actually ran a show called Fate. Yeah. Faith or Fate or something. I don't think I was here. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was before I went. But but he did run MMA shows at one stage. And he's got belts and everything. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like a They're sitting in the cupboard. It's, there, it's just like, uh, yeah, this is the same thing. Look back in this podcast and then a couple yeah. <laughs> yeah. doing the work. Well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna see some. We MMA better get on. back. We better get back to Muay Thai. Our size gonna get the shits and mark the hammer and all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, it's like side side likes Muay Thai. He likes MMA. He loves it. Yeah. He's Iranian. He loves wrestling. Oh. Yeah, he loves wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, one of the other, to- I guess that transition is talking about side as well. Like, um, other topics we're gonna talk about is the effect of COVID at the moment on combat sport itself. Um, well. 
here in New South Wales, where we feel the pinch very hard. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and, and it's like, it's great to see that rebellion roots is actually getting a run tomorrow from there as well, which is great. Um, like, what do you, how do you think it's going to look? In who, the- who would have thought you're going to wake up one day, there's going to be some virus and then the whole world's going to change. I, I was actually in Thailand for my daughter's birthday. I think it's two years ago. Where did COVID come out two years ago? Coming up on two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. coming up. Yeah, so not last year, the year before. So it must have been 2019. Yeah. All right, yeah. 2019, January, I'm in Thailand. Paul Demacoli came with me. I go to celebrate my daughter's birthday, okay? And we're, we're in Patea at the time, and we're staying at Hard Rock Hotel. And... We're, we're in there, you know, I don't know the lounge where you 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 get a, like, I don't know what it is. You know, the, like, it's like a private thing. If you pay more money, I don't know. You you stay in this thing, you go, you get breakfast in this private area, whatever. You get, yeah. you can go in, use computers, like all that stuff. Pre-dinner drinks, all that sort of thing. I don't know what it's called, but whatever it is. Sounds uh, good though. Yeah, it's, it was all right. <laughs> um, the, we're sitting in there. And these two ladies are sitting across from us, like European ladies. And they, they say to us, oh, have you heard what's going on in Europe? And I said, no. And then she said, oh, there's a virus going there. But it's, it's making people very sick. And it's, it's come from China. Well, me and Paul Demacoli saying, oh, yeah, we're just Aussie. So, yeah, oh, whatever, mate. Then we go to the, because we, we were flying back to Melbourne after that for the award night or whatever it was that Hammer did. Yep. The, the Muay Thai yeah, Awards. Yeah. Yep. We're flying back to that. And I, I had a ticket, but Paul Demacoli was booking his. We couldn't get him a flight. Yeah. Because the flights were all getting booked and no, no one wanted to be in Asia. Because and, and, and there was a few people at the airport with the masks on. I think, what's this? Who would have thought that that would turn into the last two years of, of the gyms getting shut down, this and that? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, a similar thing happened to me, right? Like I was in Thailand too, but only last March. And I had basically decided I was just going to stay. I did what everyone yeah. did. I spent three months there and I was like, oh, I might just knock on yeah. Um, And then I got a call from, from a friend and I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't watching the news. I would hear things and the ties had started to put, yeah, I had to wear a mask to channel seven. I was like, okay, it's yeah. a bit weird, but whatever. And then, Someone called me, go, are you keeping up with this? And I go, not really, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. They said, mate, come home. And I was like, oh, I've got a flight booked, but I was just going to skip it and stay there. I go, look, come home. I promise you come home and you can go back in a few months. But you, like, you don't want to be over there, um, you know, in the next couple of months. And I listened and I came home and then, I, you know, haven't been able to leave Sydney since. Man, it's, it's crazy. Hey, you, it's like you say, if you didn't come home, man, Think of all the guys that get stuck overseas and then you've got to wait and the government tells you when you can come or when you can't come. If I would have stayed there, imagine I would have been in Asia. And like I, I tell the stories of it, of it. Some days I had good days there. Sometimes it was bad. Sometimes I had good money there. Sometimes I didn't have any. When I, when I look back to it, if I got stuck in Thailand at that time, man, I would have been fucked. Yeah, I would have been with my daughter. But at the end of the day, how do I provide for her if I'm stuck in the house? Scary. Like, yeah, man, that, man, I, I think at the end of the day, my whole, you know, when things happen for a reason, I started the gym for, man, I'm happy now. Like, yeah, yeah, she's got a grandma there. She's got a mum there. They look after her. I send her money every month. Like, if I would have stayed there, how the hell would I have provided and got money, you know, food on the table. Like, man, it would have been impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, so it's scary times. When yeah. Stacking overseas and still heaps of people that are still stuck. Heaps of people are stuck, man. Still stuck, yeah. Yeah. What, what's it like in um, Queensland? I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's like you had to shut down. Uh, we, we At the beginning of it, we had a big shutdown. Yeah. And then after that, it, we, we haven't, we've only had like three-day lockdowns and that every now and then. But... Like we have to have, I, hey, I'm not one of these conspiracist dudes. I'm not, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying it's real, but I'm going to go with the jab thing just to start. 
I'm 50 years old. I'm hearing that if you have the jab, you can die. Like you got two years and you're going to die maybe or blood clots, this and that. I'm fucking healthy as shit. Or I think I am. I don't go to the doctor, so I wouldn't know. But I, I'm happy being me. I'll die when this old body wants to die. I'm not going to, no one's going to tell me to get a needle. Like, I, I don't think that's right. I think that's so wrong, like terribly wrong that, that they can say to you, you have to get this needle. Well, it doesn't even stop the virus. Like, I don't know the needles we got when we were kids, but you know the needles you get when you're really young for different things? Man, they stop you from getting it your whole life. Why are we going to get something that you just works for six months? I'm not getting into the, you know, they they put codes in you and they do all that. Like, I'm not even coming into that, mate. Wait. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's I, enough vaccination. The Queensland police like me enough. They already know where I am. <laughs> They, they, don't, they, they don't have to put something in my arm. So, yeah. But the law, like even the laws, like even like, I don't know, I, I watch the stuff on social media and that and you see people getting, like throwing old men on the ground. You haven't got a mask on. Get on the ground, man. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Leave them alone. Oh, man. These are strange times. Yeah. See, look, I, I'm not bagging the coppers. I'm not bagging the government. But, man. Just let people, if, 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 if they really are going to make people get the needle, everybody should get the same one. It shouldn't be different ones. Why is there different ones? I, I think it's, I don't want to get into conspiracies again and that, but I said this from day one to Paul Demichael and he laughed and said, I'm an idiot, but, <laughs> but, he, but he had a giggle. You think about it. There's so many people in the world with Instagram and Facebook and all that. I know I always go back to Instagram, but I like Instagram. I enjoy, I enjoy using it. I think, I think you can stay in touch with people, this and that. But you go, you go to Instagram and you, you look. I reckon the really super elite rich people just got sick of seeing cunts like me sitting in places where they've got photos and thought, you know what? I don't like that this tattoo cunt's got a photo at this place. We we should have something that separates the separates the world. And that's what it feels like. If you're rich, you can do what you want. If you're poor, you have to just go along with the numbers. Oh, that's right. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, that when the middle class got like it got made at the higher class, I always want to go back yeah. to that's it. Yeah, that, and that, hey, it really does. When you look at some of the the things they're saying. It, it's sort of like like Thailand a bit. The high, I hate it, man. High so low so, you know, like the the lower class yeah. in Thailand. There's no middle man. Everybody's the same. It doesn't matter what you do. And like another one, I, my cleaner at my gym is French. He's a Frenchman. And on on Queensland TV with my own eyes, I see it. My mum, I go and visit my mum on Sundays, and she says, "Look, you have to have these passports to go to restaurants in Europe." And they've all sitting there with their passports and the police are checking them. What they didn't show yet, what my mate sent to me, his sister filming, there's thousands of people sitting on the footpath on picnic mats, eating their food because they refuse to get those things. But they're not getting thrown on the ground and beaten on because they're not doing it. They're, they're, they're just getting, that's their choice. It's, cra it's crazy. Yeah. I just don't think the world like it's because it's such a thing that would not haven't been here with before. No one knows how to respond, and it's yeah. like you're getting like a, like uh, like at the moment. Like I, I don't bother going on Facebook because fuck that. That's that's just a bit toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, still, <laughs> Instagram, I can still kind of escape the reality a little bit. Like, oh, this because here's the golden rule in my life. I got rid of Facebook for this reason. Every cunt's whinging. Everyone's telling you how bad, how sad, and whatever, fucking whatever. Instagram's just pictures. You see a picture, yeah. maybe someone puts a bit of a spiel on there, but it's just pictures. You can admire a picture, you can look at a picture, you can watch a video of training, you can do whatever. And it's quick and short and the next one comes along. Man, I, I really think that that if if you're listening to if you're if you're listening to the news and you're reading Facebook every day, you're gonna send yourself crazy. That's yeah. that's why I think I don't. I don't get upset by it all. Like, it's really bad what's happening. It's sad for the gyms. It's sad for the fighters. Sad for the promoters. But don't. my advice to anyone is don't take it so seriously. Like, 
unless it's really, unless you can't go to work, yeah, then you've got to start asking questions. But other than that, man, like look at Hammer. Hammer's the, hey, I, I feel for that guy. He still has to pay rent. Yeah. How the fuck does he get the money to pay the rent? On a monster facility. Yeah, on a, a similar monster, facility hey, to yours. A, my, my rent money is his electric bill every month. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. But it's like up at your areas, like, um, that, that, like a, a lot of gyms haven't shut down because like, I guess you haven't helped. Like, we, we, had a, we had a thing a few weeks ago where it was like a, a caught up thing where even, even me and Paul Demacoli, not arguing, but we, we were discussing and like, like who's right, who's wrong, you don't know. This, they were saying contact sports can't go on, blah, blah. I think Thai boxing is a contact sport. You, 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 you're in front of it. You're sweating on each other. Yeah. But, but, but other people thought, no, it's, it's okay if you just do the bag or you just do this. Like, there's so many. You ca- the interpretation of the rules, you can't really go for it. Like, mm. yeah, you, ju- uh, you just got to wait and see if the coppers turn up, I think. That's how we've been running Pretty it. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes like, yeah, okay, yeah. I think this is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, um, if let, let's have you and Paul Demacoli have uh, like, you know, got together to say, like, let, let's say Queensland gets hit as hard as Melbourne or Sydney. Um, is there any kind of things that you plan for? Look, like- the only thing I know is we got this thing, mm. we've got the check in things, we, we do everything that they ask and what to do. But like, man, I hear, I hear, I don't want to say names. But I, I feel sorry for some guys because I hear them say, if, if we get locked down again, I'm going to have to shut my gym. That's it. Yeah. I'm finished. Right. Like that's, man, that breaks my heart. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's devastating because, like, yeah, like, um, even just watching now, like, I've seen a few places shut, like, in, as, as close as, like, say, Lewis Regis, he had to shut down his Bondo Cafe with his mate. That, yeah. That Crazy. Like, that's shit. That's sh- in the it, only- it, it's definitely affected everyone in some way. Yeah. Yeah, but like back, oh, back to kickboxing, gentlemen. How do I segue this? <laughs> but like, um, so like, um, there is shows happening in like, um, up your area now, which is awesome to see. Um, so we're, we're actually putting on a boxing show on the 15th of October, oh, yeah, with Ricky De Silva as the main event. So that that's we went and saw the venue, uh, yesterday, me, Steve Wojenko, and Mr. D. And yeah, so can so people outside Queensland catch happening. it? Pardon? Live stream or anything? They'll, def- they'll definitely be live stream, and it's a good awesome. show. It's a good show. Love it. Where, where are you holding that at? Uh, the Mansfield Tavern. Ah, good old Mansfield. Oh, Mansfield. Yeah. Yeah. The funny part is when we went in there, I'm having flashbacks. I fought there. Steve Wojanko fought half his professional boxing fights there. So it was a good, and Mr. D had promoted four or five shows there. So like it, it was it was like a walk down memory lane. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, and then I see eruption pushed back the date to December now. Is that- yeah, they t- they pushed it back to December for that same thing. Like it's just hard on how many people you can fit in. It's yeah. like this this I don't even understand it, but like the the two meter rule, I don't know whatever they say. But, they had a big lineup of interstaters as well. Two was going to go yeah, fight Jonathan Iolu yeah, yeah, and Soraya yeah. was going to go fight Alma. And yeah, yeah right. too hard when you don't know if the borders are yeah. open and, and yeah. things like that. And like, um, and like, yeah, Rocky was made the headline that card as well. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, stop ripping the good shit away from us. <laughs> yeah. Some cards. Yeah, but you just don't know what's. You can't wake up and know what's going to happen. In my yeah. advice to any of the fighters, girls or boys, just keep training. Do what you don't get frustrated, and like it'll come good. Don't 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 sit and and be in the the, the downs and say, ah, this is fucked my life. Blah, blah. Hey, live through it, get through it, make you a stronger person. Every everyone's got to get through it. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't, you don't get, if you love if, if if you love your dream and you really believe in yourself, you won't go give in something like this. Like this is nothing like a it's just it's not I wouldn't say it's a loss, but it's it's nothing that you can't get through. So eventually if you if you persevere, you're gonna get there. <laughs> that's a mentality to live by. Yeah, you have to, man. That's that's me every day. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
Yeah, the, the industry itself, I found, is like it's very adaptable. But yeah, they, they got people that are heading it that's helping, like yourself, um, Sire si Melbourne, Andrew yeah. Parnham. He's like, you know, just making the shows happen. Yeah, I, I feel like, for Sire, si, I feel for Andrew Parnham, I feel for Hammer. But like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a sad time. But I think if everyone keeps saying the same message to keep pushing and not give in, that's, hey, it wouldn't be called fighting if it was easy. You're up. So, so you just got to remember where you're from and who you are, and that that you're a fighter, and that's what you got to do. Nice, good. So, so like kind of like we're coming towards the end of our time here from that. But like you know, self nugget. What much much else going on? You you want to talk about? No, I haven't really got much. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Not much, not much that I'm giving away anyway. Ah, there's, there's all the teasers. You know, you got, you got uh, to close to the chest, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all good, though. Sweet. All right. So, all good. All right. So, like, hey, like, mate, that, that was awesome again. Another great chat. Yeah. Like, you really appreciate you coming on as well. It's, it's no, all- I love it. I like having a chat in the yarn. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome here anytime, mate. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We have to make our own nugget series. <laughs> <laughs> A little offshoot. Of they, they keep saying they should. If you knew the dramas I had with girls, that's not going on the thing. Cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I always talk to you about like we'll just do like you know like a like a, a um, combat chat after dark with just Patreon. It's behind oh us. yeah, man. I would. Oh, they would line up for it. Oh, man, I've got <laughs> stories. I'm, sure I'm always. Do. I'm always in the doghouse. <laughs> uh, that's why we love you though thank you mm. <laughs> cool. so um so everyone else though yeah, thanks for listening to us again so remember always like subscribe share the fucking podcast yeah it's like you know if you like us you know you gotta share it out you know get it out there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i really pumped the i i try to do my own little thing to push it out there as well the other one did good but yeah you're our most popular guest nugget yeah 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 if you advertise one with the uh, after dark, well, you're going to kill it. <laughs> we might have to do it. Might have to do it. Yeah. You, can, you can put in a poll. You can do a poll and say, who wants to do one with Nugget after dark? That's it. Be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, okay. How do we end this? I don't worry. I'm just going to run the intro, mate. Stick around. We'll still have a little bit of chat from there. But everyone else, though, all right, we'll catch you next week. All right? See ya. Thanks again for listening to the Combat Chat Podcast. You can catch all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Follow your boys on Instagram, Facebook, at Combat Chat Podcast. See you next week.